And we are live. That's live for us anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. You can get the biggest Chanel back in the store if you want it. I gave them the drill, they set it up, I got them on it. I bought a new paddock, I had the white, so I two-toned them. Taking these drugs, I'm gonna be up until the morning. Then at your car, you just a Lisa, you don't own it. If I'm in the club, I got that fire when I'm performing. If I can't yeah. just came in and all hundreds. Five I drip too hard, you can fuck around and drown off this wave. I don't even know where I found that shit. You know, I find a lot of shit on Instagram, following all kinds of other rappers, following DJ Academics, following No Jumper, other shit that's going on it. I just come across these jams and I, I find them hilarious. Uh, I got a new appreciation for some of the newer rap that's coming out. I, I dig the swag, man. They got, they just surviving off of almost pure swag. So maybe not the most lyrical shit, but I don't think it's that's what it's about for them. You know what I mean? So it's about the style, the way they carry themselves, and almost the dude's personality could carry the whole damn track. You know what I mean? So you got to respect that. And you can find my Instagram handle on at the Casey Social. So that's at the Casey Social if you want to see what the fuck we got going on. It's been a minute since I've had a chance to do one of these intros, so I jot down some different ideas that I have on the intro. And this podcast, by the way, is at my man, Woody Bonds, and his wonderful wife, Abby Bonds. I was at their house, and they were hosting Shades of Craft Beer Kansas City, which is, and this is my personal description, a group of craft beer enthusiasts who are mostly black folks who socialize and like to introduce other minorities and just people in general to the world of craft beer. And let me tell you, I had the best fucking time. So you're really going to want to listen to their perspective and what they have to offer in the area of craft beer. And I just want to say that it may get started off a little slowly. You know, people are a little apprehensive. And even myself, when I first get the podcast going, but we definitely get rolling and we definitely touch upon a lot of different things. So you definitely want to listen to that. And at the very end, I bring up the subject of kneeling at football games. That subject might turn some of you guys off, but I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you don't listen to that perspective, which is at the end of the podcast has to do with the NFL and why these people are kneeling and these folks perspective on that. You know, what is some black folks perspective on what's going on and some of you guys may hear your family may hear your friends but you don't really get to listen to a candid conversation about how people really feel about it and that's at the end of the podcast and i think it's pretty important so without anything further let's get into the podcast i'll catch you on the flip side shades of craft beer kansas city i love it let's do this and we are live, so we're here at Woody Bond's crib, Woody and Abby's crib. I always say Woody, right? And I always, 
<laughs> she be getting mad about that too. She be like, "Why does this be Woody?" That's why I immediately looked over at Abby Bond's house. Also, it's a, it's it's more Abby's house than it's your house. Yeah, How about that? That's probably the right thing to say because she might fight you for real. I, I ain't gonna fight you. I'm cool. Man, she so, ain't cool. I find myself like it's so cool because that's what's so cool about doing this podcast because I find myself in situations that I you know I normally wouldn't you know imagine myself you know. And it's always cool. I walk into a really cool vibe over here, man. I, and I, I feel real comfortable chilling, drinking some beers and good friends, good people. And uh, it's real quiet right now, but we got about how many people in this room? We got about, what, 12 people? We got 12 people? people in here right now, man. And, uh, you know, Woody asked me to uh, that if I'd be willing to do a podcast to talk about, you know, this group that he has going on. And I was like, absolutely, man. I think it's a fucking great idea. I thought it was a great idea when you, you thought of it. So I'll just let you explain a little bit about what you guys got going on over here. And, and then, uh, also wanted to talk a little bit about like some of the, the feedback that you got back from folks and, uh, you know, or, yeah. or how people, the reception of it and, and anything else that comes to mind. So we don't really have a, a format, man. We're just kind of playing it by ear uh javon's been on the podcast before got a whole host of, of folks i just met i just met sam uh what was it? uh patrice what patria, patria? Mm -hmm. we were having this great conversation me and patria over here about uh pairing music to to beer you know we did this podcast with javon where we were pairing uh, our drinks to to um songs and and she had this great insight about like how she loves to do that you know what i mean if a certain drink that she's having put her in a certain mood to listen to a certain track and that was the whole concept be behind what we were doing because that's how i feel sometimes i'll get to drinking and be like you start talking to your friends about certain songs and you're like oh shit play this shit like play that and then you're drinking no 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 that ain't it play this and so we're like let's just do a whole podcast where we're pairing whatever we're drinking to whatever tracks come to mind you know and it, it's good but I think we could even do it better, so we're going to definitely revisit that. But back to um, Woody and the group, man. So what was the idea that you had behind this whole get-together and what you guys are doing over here, man? So so basically, like, the idea for me started when I, I'm I'm looking around at, like, Beer Fest, and I, I, you know, I start to see a few people that, you know, a few African-Americans and, you know, which which I thought was great, you know, a lot of people know me and they know that, you know, I, I like everybody, you know, I'm good with everybody, you know, but I mean, to be able to see, you know, African-Americans getting involved with craft beer, that was something that was, that was something that would be kind of a big deal for me. Um, and um, it, I started, you know, to, you know, meet people and talk to people and I kind of started to feel like um, it, it, it it could be a tough situation to walk into something and to not see, you know, a handful of familiar faces. You know, I mean, I, I, I've been, you know, I, I've been around a lot of people pretty much my whole life that, that don't look like me. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little more accustomed to it, you know, but there are still are situations to where I'm like, man, is it okay to go in here? You know, but um, you know, so I, I've kind of came up with an idea to where I'm like, you know, why don't I give people an opportunity to see a familiar face, see familiar faces, and then, you know, maybe try to incorporate them into, you know, some of these other groups, you know, but I didn't, but I didn't realize I was, you know, there's a lot of these guys that are already in like B, B, BTKC and some of these other groups, you know, um, but it's still nice to be able to kind of, you know, meet up, have a good time, enjoy each other and, you know, and just talk about life. 
Fucking, and when you bring up that whole uh, concept, because, like, I think some people don't realize, like, how weird it is, you know, for some people to be, um, like, I, I go back to when I first went to college, like, that was the most exposure I ever had to to white folks ever. Like, I was, like, I'm from New Mexico, and I didn't realize how segregated I really was in in the body or hood that I was in, you know, but, I mean, when I went to college, it was very apparent to me, like, you know, with the fraternities and shit like that, like, uh, that was like, and it was weird, you know what I mean? And, and, and it, yeah. what was weird, and I, I don't mean it like in a, in a disparaging way, I'm not disparaging white folks or whatever, like, I've become a lot more comfortable within the corporate setting, within, you know, like beer community, all that stuff. But I remember that initial weirdness that I felt like when they were doing like icebreakers and shit, like, they're like, everybody take off your shoes and, you know, and everybody touch each other. And I'm like, whoa, hey, <laughs> the fuck's going on over here, man? Like, I I really was weirded out by all that shit. And I, I thought it was a disadvantage, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. if I could just, you know, uh, assimilate a little bit better into this shit. But it it was like just getting thrown into that cold water, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what it's like, but uh, if yeah. you do go to, like, we could go to Boulevard Beer Hall right now and we'd be the most diverse group that walked in there by far <laughs> easily. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. talking easily. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, see, that's and, a hard nut to crack. See, and I, see, I think and, they're trying to crack that nut. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's, that's the funny thing is, um, you know, it, it m the start of my life is completely different than, than what you just said. Like I literally grew up being one of the only people that looked like me, you know, and, and and, I, and I'm going to be honest, I mean, it, it it wasn't easy for real. It really wasn't easy because it was one of those things where there were times and there were there were instances where it was made apparent that I don't look like you and I don't act like you. You know, and it wasn't that I didn't act like you, but it just I didn't look like I didn't look a certain way, you know, and and I was and not all the time, but there was times to where I was treated. I was treated as such, you know, and. And I, I, I'll be honest, I mean, that that part of my life molded me into being somebody that, that you know, that, like, there was times where I didn't know if I could be that person. I mean, there was times where, like, you know, I, I didn't know if I could ever, you know, like everybody because, you know, I was treated badly by somebody, you know, and then I was treat, treated badly by another person that looked like them and another person that looked like them, you know, um, you know, I got some great advice from my mother and she was just basically like, you know, and, and this is something that, this is something that's a big deal right now too, is, um, you know, never treat someone in a certain type of way because they look a certain type of way. Yeah, that's huge, right? <laughs> I think that's a big one too. I think I even do that. I do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and we, and, and that's the thing we, we all, we all do that. You know, but it's one of those things to where, you know, um, to what to what extent and to what type of and what type of power do you have to affect that person's life? Does that make sense? I mean, because I'm gonna be honest, I, I don't I don't have enough power to affect anybody. I barely have enough power to affect my damn daughter's life. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of one of those things to where, like, you know, if you have a huge power to affect somebody's life. You know, you it, it it it's very it's it's way more important to you know how can I say this to um 
to not um to not take advantage of that. Does that make sense? Um no, like what do you what do you so you say to so, not take advantage of like so 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 I'll give you an example. So yeah. so if if we're all here and we're all, we're all here for like, you know, the same job. You know, we're all here to, you know, to, to get this job, you know, and um for um you know, I walk in and somebody that looks completely different than me walk in. My, myself walks in, right? And you know, I'm a little more qualified than this person. A little more qualified than this person. You know, but you know, this per- and, and I'm I'll I'll use it in a different instance instead of putting it in putting it in, you know, like racial terms or something like that. So so I'm a little more qualified than this person. This person right here went to went to uh Stanford, right? The person that, that that's interviewing me went to Stanford. I'm more qualified than this person. You know, this person has the power to hire a Stanford graduate instead of hiring me, you know, that, that, but that's kind of what I'm saying, you know, as far as, you know, but, but it can be in different situations. It don't just have to be college. It could be anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. It it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, and that happens all the time. You know what I mean? uh, Even in my career, you know what I mean? They brought in, a bunch of folks that were, I was the only, it was like some, I'll be out open. It was like a Hispanic initiative. They're trying to reach out to like find Latinos and stuff. And, but I came in with a bunch of interns that were just, you know, straight up from this area that, yeah. that knew and went to the same schools as the folks. That, and I always thought of it weird. Like, I was like, well, what would be, what would it be like in my office if every office said, you know, Fuentes, Ortiz, and that's how they see the world. But I don't think people see that, that that's the way the, the corporate world is set up. Because they're like, oh, everybody has an equal chance. I'm like, well, maybe. But there is something to the fact that you guys went to the same school. You guys have the same. You right, went to the, right. You guys were raised in similar situations. And then also, uh, I would have a distinct advantage even just saying that. That's, uh, if it was Martinez, Fuentes... Ramirez on all the office corporate, the the heads, the the higher up guys. If yeah. there were all those names, right? Yeah. But they don't see it that way. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I say they folks don't see it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, because they just think, oh, come on, man, we've gotten past that. There's always that that whole idea to get past that. But I mean, we'll get a little bit deeper into that. But so, you um you started this this group. How well, tell me how you got the idea and who you contacted to like start forming this particular group of folks to come chill, hang out. And, and, and then, and what was the response? Cause I saw some of the responses you got. Some people were mad at you, man. Yeah. Well, well, and yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I mean, they, they were, and you know, to a certain point, to a certain extent, I mean, if, if, if you didn't really understand where I was coming from, I kind of got it, you know? Um, but basically like, I think Javon was one of the people, uh, Nigel, who's not here. He was, he was one of the people, you know, and, I, and I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to start this group. You know, what do you guys think about that? You know, and and they were they were, you know, in agreement and they were good with it. And and we started the group. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, I'm like, I was really interested in to hear what, like, the craft beer community thought about it. You know, because because I mean, yeah, I've I've been around the craft beer community for quite a while. And I mean, they, they are important to me. And, and I and I and also I was interested to see 
what the reaction would be about it. Well, it, well, and I'll just I'll be devil's advocate right here, mm-hmm. right? And then I definitely want your perspective as well. All right, what if? And and this is what I heard people say. This isn't me saying it. What if uh, there was like an all white, like oh, this is a all, all white craft beer community thing, right? Yeah. Which you, you've not, and and I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, with my Juan, you're Mexican, or what? Right. So we got we got a couple of Mexicans up in here too. So it's not like you said that ain't nobody else could join, right? Yeah. And yeah. if anybody else wanted to come, but I do see your point yeah. as to why it's necessary. Yeah. Uh, devil's advocate. Why is it okay to have this group and not an all white beer group? group? Well, well, see, and, and I think that's kind of the misconception that a lot of people kind of look at because. I, I, Shout and, out to and, Juan and, over and, there. And, 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 and this is my personal opinion. I, I, if I mean, if you want to have, if you want to have an all white group, I don't, I don't care. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things to where if you, if that's what you want to do, I mean, that's 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 fine. You know, I mean, I mean, nobody's ever really. Well, I, I have never really said, "Hey, look, um, you know, you know, if you want to have an all woman group, I'm not okay with that. If you want to have, you know." And all, you know, um, all white group and all Mexican group. I mean, you know, it, it, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. But the reason why I did this is because I, I want to give everybody an opportunity to get together and to kind of to see this craft beer, see how it is, enjoy it, love it, and and then after that, if if you make a decision that you're like, man, I enjoy this craft beer, then that might give people a little more a little more opportunity to be like, man, you know what? I, I want to go out there and I, I want to taste beer and I want to be around everybody, you know I mean? Because I, but I, I think a lot, some people, not a lot of people, but some people didn't, some people were like, you know what? Well, this is, well, this is considered segregation. And I'm, and, and, and I, I was, I was, I was kind of surprised by that. You know, I was like segregation, you know, and they're like, well, yeah, well, if this is an all black group, you know, why, why couldn't, I'd be a part of it. And, and for me, I'm like, you know what, you know what, you're welcome to come to a bottle share. You're welcome to come hang out. You know, I, I mean, you know, it is, it, it, this is for, you know, all of us getting together, all of us, you know, having fun together and all of us just, you know, just, you know, being around each other. Does anyone else have an opinion on why you think this is a good idea? Um, Hello. My name is Patria. I am 41 and I've been drinking beer, uh, craft beer since I was like maybe 19. And I was introduced. Hold the mic another, a little bit closer. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was introduced by someone who was older than me. And um, I've always liked beer. And people my age, people my color, women, men, beer, beer, you know, they always look at me funny. But I've walked into a number of beer stations here, craft beer stations, where I was the only African-American woman person there. I had no problem with it. I sat down, I drank my beer. They welcomed me with no problem. But I just like what I like. So it is, the funny thing is, is that I think people stereotype that, you know, cognac is for African-Americans, 
beer is for Caucasians and everything else is for everybody else. And and the liquor is for everybody. The liquor companies do not segregate by color. They don't care what your color is as long as it's green. That's why so, yeah, when I just want to mention that real quick is that um, this group could be very influential. I'll just say that right now that I don't, you know, I thought, uh, I saw a lot of potential in beer tasting KC when it first came out. And I think that they've kind of squandered some of that potential a little bit, but you talk about a group that could, you know, write its own ticket as far as like, you know, uh, opening up a whole, you know, market that these guys are confused about right now. I mean, they do, they don't know. But, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, Woody's you guys, Woody, and you guys, uh, yeah. I mean, I think this has a lot of potential. You know, what I mean, what you choose to do with that is up to you guys, and that's why I was so excited about being here tonight. One of the things I was like, man, this is great. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if anyone has any fucking idea about what you know, how to open up a whole entire market to a, a big ass group of people is this group right here, man. Yeah. You guys will get invited to beer festivals. You get swag. You, you know what I mean? I, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know, you know, whatever you want to do. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, it's not just about that. Cause I think that the idea behind it is noble in and it itself. You know what I mean? You're not doing it for selfish reasons, but man, I, I think this is, you know, a beer great opportunity. Been Coors and Budweiser and Miller Lite and things when we was younger. That's the whole thing. People do not understand the whole concept of the same passion that Hennessy and 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 vodka and all the people there put into their market. That people in the beer station is people in the beer industry is doing the same thing. If people realize that, you can you can eat up that market as well. I try to yeah. get my friends out all the time. Like, come on, just come with me. Yeah. I get a few people with me not yeah. every once in a while, but you don't get them all the time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah so my name is Marcel. Uh, for you know, my background is uh, I'm half half German, half black. Um, I kind of got into really got into craft beer back in 2014. Last time I was here in uh, Kansas City, uh, and 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 like what he said, you know, I think you know, I think we're at Parkville 2015 and. He was like one of the only African American guys, you know, somebody that looked like me that I saw really at uh, Parkville. So even just you know four years ago and seeing where we've come over the past uh, four four or five years, um, still you know going back to beer festivals nowadays, um, it's still kind of a similar crowd. So I, I think for this group here, you know, it's like goes back to what Woody said. I think it's a opportunity to show people of color um that we that you know there are other people of color that enjoy craft beer that enjoy you know what what this is here and it kind of like opens everybody up to and like will give people the opportunity to see other people like that uh like us that you know want to be involved uh in this culture uh so that's why i think this is like is a very positive group to be a part of yeah yeah and 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 you know i'm I'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back to kind of something that she just said earlier um you know i'm i I, i'm i'm very blessed um because um the craft beer community has welcomed myself and my wife with open arms i mean you know and that's that's one of the reasons why i love it i love the beer of course you know (laughs) yeah of course you know but 
man, there's there's so many great people, not just not just black, black, white, whatever, you know, that that have just welcomed us with open arms. And I and 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 I, I can't speak for other places around the country, you know, but I mean, it, it, it just felt like home. You know, it just it just felt like home. You know, uh, I mean, do, do you have instances and issues? Of course. I mean, that's just that 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 just happened. But on on my end, I mean, some great people that have just. I mean, even even when I started this group, like um, one of the first people to reach out to me was Jeremy Danner, and 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 Jeremy Danner has made it very uh, has made it very public that um, yeah that this group is very important to him. You know, and, and he wants, and he wants us to succeed, and you know, and, and he wants to do everything he can for us. I mean, and this is a boulevard guy. That's a that's a very, that was a very big deal for me when I heard that. I was like, I was kind of overwhelmed because I mean, and, and him and I, we've we've been friends for a while, but I mean, but for him to not care about what other people are saying, for him to, you know, even on Twitter, you know, I mean you know, go at people and stuff like that. I mean, that's a, that, that, I mean, he does that anyway. That's, you know what I'm saying? But, but that's still a big deal for us. This is, you know, Kansas City is our home and to have, you know, someplace like Boulevard that well, they're is the appreciate biggest. what we're doing. Yeah, they're yeah. the biggest. Yeah. Sam, did you want to say something, man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just speak right in. You're good. Yeah, I'm Sam. And I've only been in Kansas City for like four years. And, but I've been in the craft beer since like 2010, maybe. And as far as what you were speaking of earlier about being welcomed with open arms or going to breweries or what have you and being the only person of color there, I see that all the time, particularly as I travel throughout the U.S. And I travel for work and I travel personally, and I actually grab beer all over the place. But uh, as far as converting of bringing more people of color over. It's kind of like a slippery slope, so to speak, in terms of it's easy to have this group and say, hey, we're here, but we're not necessarily here. Because I think that people of color have a tendency to say, hey, this is what I like, and there's no way I'm going to actually go through and get involved in this craft beer thing. Why? It's too expensive. And that's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's, yeah, it's too expensive, or I'm used to drinking six to twelve beers, and for me to only drink one beer. And I say this because a friend of mine in Birmingham, uh, I got a gallon of bourbon barrel aged stout uh, when I stopped and went home, and we sat down, we cracked it open, and. He goes, hey, Sam. Yeah, he goes, hey, Sam. Uh, hey, I, I like beer. I like beer, but this got me drunk too quick. <laughs> and he only had like six or eight ounces. And he was like, you're going to have to take that with you. <laughs> and so, yeah, there. Uh, I, th- I think that the average person is not so much just people of color, but people that actually drink what I, you know, refer to as bullshit beer. (laughs) (laughs) They're so accustomed to actually drinking six, 12, 18 beers and say, hey, I've actually done something because I've actually, you know, consumed X amount of beers. But to be be able to drink one and have a buzz, 
they don't understand that. Yeah, you know, and and actually, like to even like furthermore, like when it comes to like recruiting black folks in craft beer, like I, I'm sure we all got family members that like if you if you drinking, you know, two beers or three beers or whatever, they're like, oh, well, this this person alcohol, we, the alcoholic, we need to let the Lord work with him, you know, you know, be, be, because it's because like our family, my, like I can't speak for anybody else's family, but my family, I mean. It's one of those things where they're used to, you know, certain family members. I'm not going to name no names. Certain family members that, you know, drink to just get obliterated and, and wasted, you know. And and this hobby for 95% of us is not like that. It's about the flavor. It's about quality. It, not it, quantity. quality and and yeah. it's, it's about the people, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it took my mother a long time to kind of get it. You know, and I still have, you know uncles and 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 cousins and great aunts that are just like you know um is everything all right do do we need to put you in some type of treatment you know i mean but but, but it's you know i, I mean and that's that's a really good people that's the thing yeah you meet yeah really good people yeah in this moment like i have not met anybody i'm sorry no, i haven't met anybody here before except for mike with chong but everybody here just because the concept of it you meet really good people when people are passionate about something, and it's just it's 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 automatic. You don't have yeah. to have a whole conversation about it. Yeah, and that, and, and that, and that passion and that and, and I, I feel like that passion could completely change our culture. It, I, it, but, but 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 it is but it is it. But like you said. It's, it is a slippery slope, man. It's difficult. It, I mean, it's something, you know. But, but Sam, he, he brings up a, a couple of a great points. Is it, you know, Sam brings up that he's always been welcomed. And I felt that too. And I think Woody has, like, yes. beer people yes. in general are some of the fucking kindest, coolest motherfuckers. So I don't want I, agree, I don't yes. want to lose that. I don't want people to listen to the podcast and be like, man, Ruben was shitting on the. No, man. I, but but uh, there's something to the fact of that. If you don't see that welcome sign out front, you know what I mean? Maybe you don't think that you you do belong there. And I think you guys are kind of that welcome sign. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that you're going to be like the gateway to all black folks just going to all of a sudden just turn around, you know, drop whatever and then go in. But just having that welcome sign, I think, is is huge. You know what I mean? That's but you, point, but man. I do think that it, it's great that you do mention that I think almost any person could walk into any craft brew place and, and feel pretty welcome you know what i mean there's probably a few yeah, exceptions yeah. but for the most part that that is a legit thing and the other thing i want to mention though is like and uh, for what i feel is like kind of missing a little bit from the craft beer industry that that, that woody brought a little bit too is when he his concept of, of hip-hop soiree is it uh beer is supposed to be fun you know what I, mean? I think that yeah, like sometimes yeah, the yeah. craft beer community loses that you know what i mean and i think that that flavor could be injected whether it be latinos whether it be for sure black folks you know and hip uh, it's like some of that fun and i think that's why sometimes women are even turned off by it. like sometimes i'll go to a beer festival and it'll be like you know it's becoming better i mean the yeah. the the percentages as far as like women to men ratio but I'm like, because sometimes it's not that fun, you know what I mean? These dudes just walking around smelling their beer, talking about what the face. It's like, I, bro, like, I think we forgot about, like, this supposed to be, like, a social, happy, fun deal, you know what I mean? So, uh, 
Uh, yeah, this is Chris. But yeah, that's that's why I like your podcast though, man. Because like, it ain't even just with beer. You get a lot of different. Because like before I got into beer, I was like heavily in the sneaker culture. And you get some dudes that come into it just for the prestige behind. It, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, we just want to cop sneakers and look fly. You know what I'm saying? And y'all turning it into something sophisticated when, like you said, it's supposed to be fun. Wow, you that's get the, great. Man. You get these dudes with the with the like. A lot of my friends, they like, yeah, I want to get in a beer, but they look at it kind of like wine snobs. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody might be, in, you might be intimidated by that. It's like we just want to drink beer, <laughs> talk shit, and have fun. And y'all, you know, y'all breaking this down like by the science. And it's just like that's not my personality. And my and him, my boy Kendall, my wife, everybody's like, you really should be vocal about it because. I just got a goofy ass personality, dude. I I get drunk, I talk shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's just that's just who I am. That's just who I am. You know what I mean? Like, but you like good beer I too, like though. I like to have fun wherever I go. You know what I'm saying? It ain't got to. I mean, just to be honest, I'm from the hood, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just who I am, and I'm proud of that. You know, I ain't ignorant, and you know what I'm saying, and all that. But I am proud of where I come from. So. I was actually glad Woody decided to hit me up and decided to do this because uh, he'll tell you, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I was like, I don't know enough people. And when I got into beer tasting KC, it was like, um, I got into it just because I was like really new into craft beer and I didn't know a lot at all. I'm like, you know, I want to know what else is out there. So I found it and I started finding out about other stuff, but I started noticing the cultures. Like a lot of these people are really cool people, but you would get those two or three people and that's all it'll take to, to turn you off. You know what I mean? Because it's like, man, these people just, they, you know what I'm saying? They turn it into something all the way different. Like you said, I want to have fun with it. I don't want it to be feeling like, you know, I got to I gotta know all this to be a part of this culture. Because, you know, the, the reality is when you start off, if you don't know and you meet all these people that's, you know, they've been in it for years and they got all this knowledge, it's, it's a turn off. But, you know, me, I just love beer. So, you know, I didn't really give a fuck about none of that. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to listen to what they talk about. They tell me about this new stuff coming out. I'm going to go and buy it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to put a couple of my homies on, and we're just going to go from there. But I wanted to start something like this just because, uh, like, with my cousins and stuff. You know what I mean? they like, you be drinking all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? What that stuff tastes like? But just try it. You know what I mean? Just try it. You know, see, me and my wife are like, we're foodies. You know, so, like, we just like flavor. <laughs> and that's kind of how, how I got into this. It's like, y'all eating, you know what I'm saying, not the... You know, you eat what you eat. Y'all eat McDonald's, but we in here, you know, we trying to try some, some good food. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I kind of apply that same logic to beer. You know what I'm saying? Y'all still drinking Bud Light and Bud Ice. And they got all this stuff out here with so much flavor. And you know what I'm saying? It's just like once you start venturing off and trying all this stuff, you be like, yo, I ain't going back to McDonald's. I'm, I'm finna fuck with this, this gourmet. It's pretty much the same thing for me. You know what I mean? No, I, hey, cheers, bro. That's it. I love it. This, that's why this. Uh, all right, well, let me get you a beer. Hold on. Straight up, though. That that was that. That's why I wanted to do this podcast exactly right there. Here you go, bro. Take that one. Yeah, yeah. That's or why that I flew one. out here. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go ahead and speak my piece, bro. Because I've been wanting to do this for so long, bro. I just felt like I didn't have a platform to do it. Because, like I said, I got cousins and friends that they, you know, they want to get into it. But, you know, every time I, because uh, I actually wanted to do a bottle share or something like this, but I just couldn't really get nobody. Like I said, I didn't know nobody, and I couldn't get none of the people. Because like, like like he was saying, they talking about, that, that costs too much. And you know what I'm saying? That's $15 for a six-pack or $12 for a six-pack. We're not going to get a whole case of beer for 30 beers for $12 I ain't doing. I'm like, man, y'all, exactly, y'all don't understand, you know, and, and it's actually, man, like for me, there's like a health benefit to that, too, like. 
you know, back because I, I I'm a, a Budweiser drinker. You know, what I mean, I I drink my my Mexican boy, my dude Juan over here. He'll probably attest to this too. Mexicans love Budweiser. I don't know why, bro, but the motherfuckers love Budweiser. Not Bud Light. Well, they trying to transfer it over to Bud Light, but like back in the day, it was just all Budweiser. You know what I mean? You do, well, that, that's the straight up Mexican, Mexican shit. I'm more Americanized. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I get down on some Pacifico and some Modelo and Tecate. My dad likes Tecate and all that shit. But you could drink like, you know, a ton of those. And there's a time and place for those beers, but there's also the craft beer versions of those, you know, there's, uh, uh, Founders Gold, you know, there's Pilsners, there's like high end levels of that shit. That's like eight ninety nine. It's not too bad. And it's still, it's like what y'all already drinking, just better. That's what I try to explain yeah. to people all the time. It's like, but you can get but, a better, but you know, Budweiser if, you, if that's all you just want. So it seems like lately, you know, <laughs> well, let, let me let me get let me get one. One been holding that mic for like an hour, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. Hey, hey, hey Juan, Juan, you got the mic, bro, and and you got a Boulevard shirt, or what is it, Budweiser? What do you got? All right. (laughs) All right. So, like, uh, what you call? There's a couple uh, points that, like, I wanted to make. My name is Juan. Uh, Everybody calls me Chone. Uh, I said that I make Mike probably back in '08 when we were hold that mic a little closer. So, uh, so uh, that's kind of how like me and my buddy Mike met. You know what I mean? Because we started drinking at the saucer back in '08. And, you know, I'm the only Mexican guy in there. He's the only black guy in there. So we right away kind of just, like, assimilate to each other. We're like, well, we're the only people of color. Me and Woody. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, so, what y'all, we go in there. It's like, oh, man, you know, you drink this beer. So we're sitting there drinking because, you know what I mean, there's nobody in that, you know what I mean, that's like us in there. So we right away, you know what I mean, just naturally migrate toward each other, hang out, and drink, chill. And I can kind of see where, like, uh, how, like, Woody got the backlash from, like, the beer community about having this group. It's because, like, the, 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 the a beer community is such a diverse and open community so like even though it's mainly caucasian they're like the most friendliest liberal caucasian group that you will meet so like so like there's some of so like i can see how they're offended because they don't see themselves as being you know i mean seen in that you know kind of like shaded light of not being open they consider themselves to be a very open diverse group of you know white individuals that that basically welcome us into you know i mean wherever they're at so, yeah, so then, like, I can see how, like, they're kind of, you know what I mean, like, shaded, like, well, you know, like, why are you doing this group? We're not like that, you know. But really, it's not even a shade on them. It's just kind of how, 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 like, how, like you guys said, like, we're basically assigned to welcome people in. So, like, if, if, like, we're in a place drinking and a black person walks by a bar and they see us in there drinking, they're like, okay, there's somebody like me in there. I'm going to go in there and try that place, you know what I mean? So, like, so, like, the more of us that, like, go to these beer places and are in there hanging out drinking, then when somebody passes by and sees somebody like us in there, they're, they're, they're not going to skip the door and walk onto the next bar that's playing hip-hop music that's got, you know what I mean, something yes. going on. They're going to be like, oh, well, let me see. You know what I mean, these, these guys are drinking out some nice glasses, and they're, you know, black Mexican individual like me. Let me let me see what they got going on here. You know what I mean? So, like, we are welcome signs. So when somebody does see somebody like us inside a craft beer place, they're like, well, you know, hey, you know what? I am going to go in there. You know what I mean? Because there's somebody in there like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know what I mean, we are a welcome sign to people, you know? And, and that's thing that people need to realize is that, like, we don't need to, you know what I mean, like um, – Think that because you know the price. Well, that's the, well the price is is a big you know I mean a, a big deal too because my family like they're like so that means make them shits cheaper y'all. Yeah, exactly. Okay, 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 okay. I want out. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, you, hey, you can get Lagunitas for like 50 cent right now. You know what I'm saying? Lagunitas is cheap, but, but it's good, oh, yeah, though. Because, I mean, like 20 bucks a four-pack. I mean, who, who, you know what I mean? Like, nobody wants to pay 20 bucks a four-pack. You know what I mean? Like I said, like, people go, like, like man, I mean, like, hey, I'm going to go get my 30-pack for $12 or something. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you go get your 30-pack. And when you're waking up in the morning on that porcelain god, then let me know how you feel because I'm going to drink my four-pack and I'm going to be cool. I'm going to wake up and go to work, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, 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 so I was about to say there is a difference there. But, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, but, but, uh, but kind of like like, uh, which, like you guys were saying, like we are a welcome sign to people. Like the more of us that get out there and get into the community and just kind of explain to them that it's, uh, it's not, you know what I mean, as wide as you think it is. You know what I mean? Basically, it's people that are enjoying different flavors, you know what I mean, and beer. They just like to try stuff, you know what I mean? And and it's just something new, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, like everybody gets tired of drinking the same thing, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, let me try this, got this in it, you know what I mean? So so it's just just uh, it's just like life, man. You want to go through and have new experiences, and that's what the beer community is. It's a new experience every time, you know what I mean? Like every time yeah. you go into a beer place, you're, you're, you're going there for for a new experience to meet somebody new. You know? Yeah, and, and you know, as, which like you said something that was a, a very good point, and it was actually something that I, I don't know I don't know that I ever really – thought about it like that um you know i mean because yeah because most of the people that are involved with our hobby they are people that are you know very liberal and and you know and would welcome oh, yeah. us they're, into certain things yeah they're the most liberalist yeah uh, most liberal kind of white people that you will meet you yeah I mean? yeah yeah, yeah. Like and, and, and for, I mean? and for so that it's not like you're dealing with a conservative white ring right wing group of people you know what i mean like 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 they're very liberal people so i could see how they're how they would think, like, hey, why are you excluding me? You know, like, hey, I yeah. understand. You know, because yeah. I've been in places, and they're like, man, he hasn't served you yet. And I've had white friends get mad because they think that I've been discriminated against. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> chill out, bro. You know, like, hey, man, I'm, hey, man, I'm, 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 I'm going to use that next time. Hey, hey, I'm going to use that next time. I go So I'm like, hey, man, I, I, I need some service. I've been yeah. discriminated against. Can I get one free, too? Can I get one free? No. I think also there's a... A negative perception to a certain degree sometimes, uh, whether you actually get accepted or not. Uh, when I first moved to Grandview, uh, I ran across a guy that was a beer manager at Lucas Liquor on uh, 133rd. And I'm trying to talk to him about beer, and he blew me off. And he was talking to another associate there. And so, uh, and so, I, go, so I go, fuck it. I'm going to stand here until he's ready to talk to me. And so I stood there, and he finally talked to me. He realized that I knew more about craft beer than he did. And I walked out of there spending $130, but still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, but still, though, today we're like good friends. And it got to the point to where whenever something special came out, he would actually reach out to me and say, hey, I got this hell for you, Sam, blah, blah, blah. And the exact same thing happens also in, at different breweries. You can walk in, and they go, certain people will go, I don't think this person – know where they are you know uh, they're lost or whatever i was just and i was telling the school about this also i went to a uh, scandinavian market on broadway for mead and i called the guy to ask if he had a certain mead and he was like yeah we have a mead and boom get there i don't think he realized i was black so I walk in sat down to the bar and he goes you don't want to ask for the mead he was like yeah and he asked me how did i find out about it it was like because I had some bullshit meat from the people that made this meat, and it was like, hey, we have some barrel-aged meat, and it's at this Scandinavian spot. And so I actually got a flight of meat. It's ex- uh, meat's expensive. <laughs> you guys haven't had meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meat can't be expensive. But uh, I actually got a flight. Uh, four, it was like a four-poor uh, flight of meat. 
Uh, one of them, the one I went in to buy, I actually had that bottle waiting on me at the bar, and then I decided to actually get the highest ABV meat that uh, I was drinking in the flight. Uh, after all was said and done, I told him I was ready to cash out, and he asked, uh, oh, you realize how much this costs? And so I go, uh, I wouldn't have come in if I didn't realize how much it costs. Because you realize I drink craft beer and I understand what this is like. So he goes, I'm still going to tell you what the ticket's going to be. So two balls of meat, four, four two-ounce uh, pours of uh, uh, meat was like $90 after tip. And I'm like, dude, I'm cool with that. And I'm still going to tip you 20%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, and so after all was said and done, I walked out and... He was like, wow. <laughs> and I was definitely all in black in there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for you, those of you that don't drink meat, you should try it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, meat's, yeah. Like, like, like yeah. meat's the meat's the thing because you know, it's just so expensive to make because of the honey. You, know, you, you like, could have like, probably like, skipped that 20% though on that one, man. Fuck that dude, man. No, I get it, though. It's cool with the towards the tip because... I mean, that's me anyway. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're kind of like painted into a corner in that situation though, right? Cause you're like, fuck man, I got shit service. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm a stand up dude. I didn't get shitty service. Well, as it was far just as the like perception that he had that, uh, I didn't realize what I was yeah. getting into. Yeah. Basically yeah, the right. cost of what, yeah, but, which what could be perceived down. as somewhat shitty. You know what I mean? I, I, I would be like, kind of pissed at that you know what i mean but maybe yeah, i'm more sensitive are you going to get upset at <laughs> yeah. everyone whenever yeah, you feel like you no that, that, and that's a great point because if you get pitched you're not going to open that guy's eyes though you know what i mean like lie, lie that's what lie, i mean lie. that's the thing so, that you did is that you open that guy's eyes to you know what i mean there are people that are you know what i mean of, of color that as i was as i was sipping i'm actually telling them everything i taste well, and, <laughs> you know, what, all, you know. what i'm picking up a little bit from what sam said and even earlier before you got to that part is like some of that responsibility is definitely on us, right, to change perceptions as far as folks go. But sometimes that burden's pretty, pretty big. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's yeah. Sorry, I'm talking too damn much. No, uh, <laughs> no but but I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, it, there's times to where I, I feel like, like, like I, when I speak or even when I walk around or anything that I do. Like it, it, like it has to, it's like a reflection on every black person in this world. You know, that, that's, that's kind of, that can kind of be the perception sometimes. I mean, especially, you know, being in something where there's not a lot of black people. I mean, so I have to, you, you kind of have to know the responsibility. And I, I mean, you don't have, you don't, you don't have to, uh, live up to it but i mean i, I try to just because I, I would rather make it better for the next person that's coming along yeah 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 oh yeah, oh, yeah. He, he said especially when they come to tipping yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i mean because yeah i mean because I, I mean i've always i mean i've i've i've, I've always i've always over tipped until i met my wife my wife is not the same color as i am because she'll tell me Hey, you spending too much damn money, <laughs> you know? So, you know, I mean, but, but, yeah. you know, because I, I over tip because over tip because like, like, as I started going to bars and stuff, I started to see that people didn't expect me to tip like in a certain type of way. And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm like, I'm not broke all the time, you know? So it's like, so, so it's like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and just, I'm gonna go ahead and, you know, 
over tip somebody. You know, and, and, and then I got to then after meeting my wife, she's like, hey, she she like she like, hey, wait a minute, hold up, that's that's uh lunch money. You got better calm down on that that tip, you know. You know <laughs> I think there I think there is a stigma behind the behind the, the whole tipping thing though, but see like for me, um my um my grandma, man, she's like big on, you know, even if somebody go out of their way to do something for you. You you know you 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 show them your courtesy in some way some and in my one of my first jobs I worked at a car wash which was based off tips so for me you know that ain't an option but like you said there is kind of like a you know you kind of get a side eye sometimes when you go out it's like yeah I know this motherfucker ain't getting ready to tip me nothing you know what I'm saying so so you do you do to some to some degree you feel obligated to like kind of like you said over tip because I don't want you know what I'm saying I don't want this person to you know think that I'm just I'm gonna come in here, get out, you know, spend 150 dollars on food, and don't give them nothing. You know what I'm saying? But you know, one one thing I will say is, uh, from like working at the car wash, one thing I've noticed is it seems like a lot of people. It's not even just black or white. Like a lot of people that come from like a lower social class, they they feel like that as well. Cause like like I'll give you an example. When I worked at the car wash, somebody will come in with a Benz or a Range Rover and not give me a dime, and you get somebody to come in with something that's damn near about to put out and they might give me 15 20 dollars no lie and i feel like you know after a while i'm like i feel like they probably feel like there was something subconscious about that like they feel like they had to do that and it kind of make you feel bad it's like that might have been that person's last 15 20 bucks but they feel like they had to do it because they don't want you know to be viewed in a certain way or it could be uh those folks are living beyond their means you know that's what I mean? that too which there's is some people so that are like they they have that expensive car and they're just barely making that fucking that, payment with a dude in the fucked up car which i have i have a fucked up car but i can make the i could i could tip you bro you know what i mean so there might be that whole situation too but that that's a great point too everything though in that yeah. regards though for real my man what's what's your name bro my name's mike Mike, Mike, I know you've What's been going on, that mic for me. I want to get your I just want to uh, say how I got into craft beer. Um, I was actually down uh, Power and Light, riding down there, and I happened to be with uh, be with, uh, one of my cousins. I actually seen my a uh, few of my brother's friends. They older than me, and they always go out to different places and eating, and they just hanging out, drinking, and you know, just trying different stuff. They wasn't even into craft beer, but they was at the Flying Saucer, and they had the garage doors up. So I'm riding down, I look, I say, oh, shit, they're going to be in. I'm like, what's up, fool? You know, they like, they like, bro, pull over, come in. So I'm like, all right. So I pull over, and I come in, and he just handed me a beer, like, bro, just taste the shit. It just, it tastes like pumpkins or something. It's some crazy shit, right? So I'm always up to trying different stuff. You know what I mean? I'm always up to, you know, just, and I never had any craft beer or anything like that. I grew up in the neighborhood. All we drank was Coronas and Heinekens or Bud Light, Budweiser. So I was already intrigued. Then I looked at the, the bar, the whole bar, I'm like, that's beer? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, I got to try some of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got, I got to try this. Like, I didn't know I didn't know it was here. And then I fucking signed up for a membership and got a T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm coming down here. You know what I'm saying? And I know at that time, you know what I'm saying, like, a lot of us African-Americans wasn't going down to Power and Light. Or, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of stipulations and shit about going down there. Or, you know, people didn't want to go. Fuck that. They was taking Kansas City 2 tax out of my check to pay for that shit. You feel me? So I was going down there. <laughs> Sprint Center, all that shit, all that all that new shit was coming out of your check. So I'm down there. I was down there, motherfucker, every weekend. So I'm trying to get my homies and everybody to come down. They didn't want to, but I ain't the type to, you know... 
I ain't the type to like force you to do nothing. But then they see me on Facebook or now Snapchat or whatever. Like, boy, you always down there drinking that crazy shit or. Bro. Yeah, yeah, I am. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I got into it. I start trying different beers and, and got hooked. And then now I got a plate on the wall and, you know what I'm saying? Hanging out with Woody. You know what I'm saying? You hanging yeah, out with yeah. the Casey Social. Yeah. yeah. I'd, have, I'd have been to, I, hey. I think I'd have been to every flying saucer in the country except maybe one. Bro, I just I'd have been want, all the flying saucers in the country, so it's, I just it's, it's I just crazy. want to say that people are gonna enjoy the fuck out of this podcast right now. That's what I was talking about. Like I'm in, I'm having so much. I, I think this is one of the funnest podcasts I ever had. But I, I think you know we we're talking about injecting some fun into that shit. Like some of you guys is like testimonials are. are hey, and off I want to add charts, a little bro. bit more to that. So <laughs> yeah, go ahead, bro. So no, 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 no. So 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 when I so when I start hey, don't hanging stop, out, don't don't hey hey. Don't take the mic from Mike until he does, because I promise you, hey, this, this shit gonna be the rest of the podcast. But you know, you gonna laugh, you gonna laugh your ass off for real. But this shit gonna be the rest of the podcast. Nah, so I start hanging, thing. I start hanging out at the salsa, right? That's how I met this guy, right? And fucking Juan, man, me and Juan yeah. gotta do a podcast. Yeah, dude. yeah. So it's like the connection and shit. So I, I didn't even know. So I, I used to there. just go down there, and I would notice that you know people down there playing games and you know being social, hanging out. I'm like, this is the same shit we do. You know what I'm saying? But we just slapping dominoes and playing cards, probably. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to bring my dominoes down here. And I play chess. So I brought my chess board down there. I'm like, this fuck, it's a social setting, right? Oh, so absolutely. I should, I shouldn't have to, so I brought my homies down there. We played dominoes and shit. Like, what's the problem? They over here playing a certain game. We playing dominoes. What's the problem? There's no but problem. But it wasn't. It, no wasn't, it wasn't no a problem. problem. They would love you know that what I'm shit. Saying? It wasn't a problem. I'm telling you, man. So I, said, I didn't have to go down there and be ignorant or something. I'm not saying I try to be like anybody else. I was always being myself, and I think that's how I got accepted by a lot of people down there, just being myself, not trying to actually be like somebody else, but just be myself, and shit, and it turned out I met a lot of great friends, I mean, I didn't even know Woody drank beer until I seen him at, uh, what was that, the beer station? You didn't know Woody drank beer? Nah, I, and I work with him, I work with him every day, you know what I'm saying, but... He moved a little early. He moved a little yeah, too yeah, early yeah. for that. Him, him, him and I, we yeah. worked we work together. He would be heckling me about uh, Chiefs yeah. Cowboys well, did, games. This dude I used did. to this dude used to wear a mask and walk around the whole plant screaming, "It ain't nothing to it but to do it. It ain't nothing to it but to do it." I didn't even know what the hell that meant, but I knew he was a big ass Chiefs fan. And he was. Man, I, and he, I was young when I hired him there for him. I was twenty years old, man. I've big been a big. Chiefs fan, and so at that time I was just like, Shh, I'm just young and having fun, you know what I'm oh, saying? So man, hey, hey. I was, I was big on the Chiefs, and nobody could tell me shit. I don't give a fuck. If we was two and twelve. Hey, hey, <laughs> him, and I, and three. him and, him and I, we squad, heckled each so. other every day walking out. It, it, it wouldn't even, I mean, it, it would be summertime, and we was heckling each other about Chiefs Cowboys back on the beer, every day. Just real quick, I'm gonna finish up. Um, I seen Woody at the beer station, and then. Then me and him became real cool, and I didn't know, you know, saying he was into it. So I was like, damn, like like another brother. Like, damn, what do you drink beer? And, you know, and we've been going, you know, hard ever since. So I didn't know. And, and everybody I made wanna, good points. You know, everybody that grabbed the mic, my man right here, kind of sound like pretty much something what I wanted to say. You know, uh, my homies, they don't want to, you know saying, they don't want to drink it. I got a couple of them. I like reeled a couple of them in. I got a couple cousins. Got reeled in. You know what I'm <laughs> they called me like, or they sent me a picture, bro, hey, you had this beer. This or they go to different breweries. They they live in Dallas, so anytime I go out of town, real quick, I go. I just Google breweries in this city, and I'm hitting a couple of them up just to you know what I'm saying just to hang out. The the fucking one post that I hate on BTKC is 
I'm going here, guys. Do you have any recommendations? I'm like, bitch, do you not know how to research? Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I want to get your perspective. I'm going to get your perspective. Uh, just real quick. Well, the, one of the only things that I'm going to deviate from a little bit on, on, as I wanted to, cause you guys brought up the NFL and I did want to talk a little bit about the subject of the day. The shit that just has fucking motherfuckers just like pissed as fuck or like me where I'm just scratching my head like, do you really not get this shit? So, yeah, yeah, no, and you don't have to. You tell, would you? No, I mean, like, what the fuck is the issue with the whole kneeling bullshit? Motherfuckers don't have to. No, no, but go ahead. You, I, I want to get your guys, and then we'll come back around to the because you brought up you guys brought up the NFL, so I'm gonna go there because I have to go there. I'm like, what the fuck? What's up? What's your name? Man? Uh, my, my name is Kendall. Um, I I grew up um, in Wyandotte County uh, in 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 the hood, and um, all my family everything they drew everything they drank was Mickey's. Code 45, just, you know, uh, oldie. Code 40 fizzy. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I've always been, uh, like a foodie. I've always been interested in the, you know, different foods, different cultures and things like that. And, uh, even though I'm about 130 pounds, I'm really a 400 pound man in this frame. <laughs> so, you know, uh, <laughs> I remember them days. <laughs> so when, to be- my, my first experiences, Who's the, who's the extra? I never, I never had them 130 pound days. I think, I think as a baby, I was like 140, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> who's that, who's that extra, you're extra large? Yeah. I mean, but so I kind of, like when I started out with the craft brew, like I didn't even know I was drinking craft beer. I just went to the liquor store and I'm just grabbing different things because I just like to try new stuff. And, uh, I remember I tried Goose Island and it was an IPA and the first, I mean, like I, I drank, and I was like, "This is trash! Like this is terrible." But I was like, you know, like like Krista, I'm like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my money's worth. About three in, I was like, okay, this ain't too bad, you know. So I started uh, about a year ago, about November. I started calling Chris, you know, like, "Hey, man, what do you recommend? What should I grab?" You know, he started, you know, giving me giving me input input on you know different things to try, and uh, he got me on the sours and you know things like that stuff i had never even heard of because growing up where i grew up you know that was always you know that white boy stuff you know you can't drink you know craft beer that's that that's that white boy stuff and uh you know as i grew up and as i got outside of wyandotte county i've been i realized that i was welcome pretty much anywhere and I've been from, I mean, I can be in, in the hood and I can go to, you know, the, the mil, mil, millionaires, you know, I'm in, uh, my current job, I'm in close, uh, contact with the C, the CEO of the company. And, uh, even the president of the company, when I tell him all the beers and stuff I'm drinking, he's like, uh, and he's a white guy, like 50 years old. He's like, that, I mean, you know, that's dog shit. Like I can't, I ain't drinking, I ain't drinking that. And I'm just like, bro, I mean, if you want to drink, 30 beers and you know and go piss a hundred times and all that drinking water you know you go do that you you go do that but uh you know like like you guys said it's about the the quality and it's like it's like going and getting a steak and eating it well done i don't want to pay for expensive jerky i'm cool you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm gonna get it a different way my mom still burns the steak bro <laughs> my mom see i'm like you just fucked up that whole jerky 
<laughs> fucked up the ribeye. Expensive jerky. Hey, that's that's my mama too, man. I'm not I'm I'm not even gonna lie right now. Like 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 like, like hey, that mother sucker is extra crispy, dog. I ain't gonna even lie to you. I'm like, you know, hey, you, hey, you know, it's too burnt to where like to where to where you could just chip, you could chip the fat off of that thing. You know what I'm saying? But it be, it, hey, hey, but it be seasoned to be damn. No, it be good though. You know what I'm saying? It just, you know. <laughs> dude, that's so funny, bro. My mom fucked up some steaks, bro. I would invite I would invite my mom to come to the house and uh, I'll have some good steaks in there, Casey strips, ribeye. She'll fuck up that whole shit. I'll come home. She'll be. I made the steaks. I like. Oh. Mom made the steaks. We you made some fajitas out of the fucking Casey strip. But uh, what, uh oh yeah. No no no. Go ahead. Oh Javon, I haven't. All right. All right. Here you go. Alright, what's up, what's up? This is Javon. I'm back. Uh, Casey Social right now. Um, yeah, what I want to say about the whole, uh, shades of Kansas City, uh, the best thing about it is we're all just coming together. And what I would like to do is also like, uh, have different outings or whatnot and go to different breweries. Like we could say, we could actually like, like, we're talking about being a welcome sign. We can be the welcome sign when people pass by and they're like, okay, there's a whole group of them? Is that what you wanted to? Like, oh, there's a whole group of them? So I think that would be definitely something big, even with just like uh, the different uh, breweries opening up. Nah. People go, oh shit, no. Nah, we ain't going to go there now. We're going back over to Kansas now. Yeah, so that's what I like to do, like, is, like get, get a whole group out. There's a difference between a welcome sign and like an oh shit sign, bro. Yeah, yeah. You want to have everybody there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, do something like that. Uh, no, just, and just like different ways to, uh, I'm thinking different ways just to change the palette of people in Kansas City or whatnot. And, uh, just introduce everybody in the craft beer. And, um, cause that'd be the best way. I was, when I was in Chicago, I was looking at all the, di- all the different breweries that get distributed there. And it's crazy there. They get so much good stuff. And like with KC, we're still in the, in the, we're not really in the infancy of it cause Boulevard been around for a minute. But to just to get, uh, more people just uh, just drinking it, and like especially more people of color drinking it. I think that's a whole new uh, demographic. It's a whole new thing that brewers can uh, just kind of a whole new palette they can uh, kind of you know go for one night. Oh, I can brew this style. Oh, I can brew this style because like uh, Sam brought this beer. What was it from California? Uh, that one. You, you, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, try I'm trying to describe it right now, but this is amazing right here. Uh, it's high octane. And like, I don't want to be stereotypical, but we all love some stouts. Yes. We love some stouts. <laughs> so if uh, a lot of KC brewers can hop on a uh, thing that, hey, I think uh, this minority loves some stouts. Might get some good stouts going they, to they like the, they like the beer dark like us. We like the beer like yeah, we like it like us. <laughs> but I ain't quite that dark. Anyway. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Woody for organizing this and a big cheers to Shades of Craft Beer. Um, I'm Sko Johnson, uh, 41 years of age, um, King Crouton on Untapped, connoisseur of the craft since 2010. Um, I stumbled upon craft beer. A good friend of mine owns a venue in Westport called the Riot Room, and they got about 40 plus taps. And I went down the wormhole there. Um, so cheers to him for that. I'm, my end goal with this craft beer is really just I want to try every beer under the sun. You know, if you made a good beer, I want to try it. I was strictly all about the hops. Hops got. I'm venturing out. 
trying more stouts, more sours. Um, I'll say this about being in craft beer. I drunk a Mickey's for the first time <laughs> since being in a craft beer, and it, and, it, and it didn't taste nearly as disgusting because my palate, you know, it's like, whoa, I, it wasn't gross to me. I can appreciate it. No, and it was, Mickey's is one of the best small liquors there is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Sorry, now I got no, off. And, you know. My, my body will show <laughs> But um, I'm just glad to be around all these wonderful people that share an interest in craft beer. You know, um, as an artist, I'm a hip-hop artist as well. Um, we were talking about earlier about this being a, a, a group that needs to happen. Of course it does, because craft beer doesn't look like us you know we are a minority in this yeah so the more and the, the fact that we are coming together meeting people for the first time in the flesh we see everyone's activity on social media and it's always good to meet people face to face and have conversations eye to eye because we're so connected staring at our phones you know people don't even interact with anybody anymore and this is a beautiful thing you know um also i want to throw in we're going to speak on the whole a need to take a take a knee. All right, you're going to talk about the take a knee shit. Um, I want to get perspective on that. You know, it's funny because you know we didn't want to come here, and we here. You know, we built this city, we built this country. All immigrants, people that don't, if you, unless you're a Native American, you ain't really you ain't really got nothing to say. You know, because they got the brunt of the the short end of the stick. When, when it comes down to it. And police brutality is real. And that's why we take in the knee. You know. The red, white, and blue. We here. So you, you have to play by their rules. And do all you can to not become a statistic. You know, I don't even drive a vehicle. Because I don't want to encounter police. Period. You know. That's one level of stress I don't need in my life. You know. So I see why people are taken the knee and it needs to be addressed you know but at the end of the day if we can all come together over good beers and good conversations the world would be a lot better you know life's too short to have hate in your heart you know real talk I made this CD in 2004 I'm gonna give you my CD <laughs> He don't have no bars. Ruben is passing. Ruben is passing out his CD. Ruben dropping CDs like a hustling flow right now. Over there looking like a Latino. Over there looking like a Latino vanilla ice. Like a Latino vanilla ice looking at that. No, no, no. So, 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 so to get back to the, so to get back to the kneeling. Hold on, hold on. Wait, hey, 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 Javon, please say that. Hey, Javon, grab that microphone, please. What you just said? It does look like I got lipstick on. I was gonna say, I'm looking at the. Uh, this Javon again. I'm looking at the the, the, the album cover of Ruben. It looks like he got purple lipstick on a little bit, but it might just be like a little goth phase. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, so when it comes, <laughs> so. So, so, so when, so when it comes to, uh, the kneeling, you know, I, I, and I'm, and this is just me and I'm, I'm completely different and, and I don't want 
I don't want anybody to think that I'm I'm speaking for anybody. Uh, you know, um, I've met a lot of people in my life, a lot of different people. Um, you know, and um, I, 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 I'm I'm actually friends with with some law enforcement. I'm actually you know and 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 um, you know and 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 uh, there are good law law enforcement out there. Um. Um. Uh, you know, uh, hold on. We're gonna pause for the calls, but I'm we're gonna go back to this. So uh, we'll be right back. All right. So I think the uh, last subject here that we were gonna talk about was the uh, kneeling in the NFL. Uh, I just want to start off the uh, discussion here uh, for uh, two reasons, basically. You know, one because I'm a minority. Uh, number two is because uh, I'm an active duty uh, military member. So thank, I just wanted to thank, my, thank, thank uh, you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I just wanted to give my uh, perspective on this. Um, you know, from the beginning, Colin Kaepernick made it very clear that, you know, what he what he's doing when he kneels and what other players around the NFL, what they're doing when they kneel is not to, number one, disrespect the flag. It's not to disrespect service members. And uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. You know, I, I definitely understand uh, it is a um, it is, is it, it is a demonstration done based off of a social injustice um, that continues uh, even now to this day. Uh, so that, that's really my bottom line on this is, you know, as a, as a veteran, as a uh, service member, you know, I feel no disrespect, you know, for what he does and what players do uh, because, you know, number one, what I do when I go overseas is, you know, I fight for the Constitution and for people's ability to uh, speak on the First Amendment, which is what they're doing. That's so I, uh, number one, I, just, I, I agree with what they do and uh, no ill will whatsoever. Yeah, I wanted to go, uh, this is Chris again. The reason why I wanted to touch on this subject is because this is something that I kind of took from heart from the beginning. Because uh, my grandfather, he passed, but he was, uh, he retired from the, the Navy. And his son, my uncle, is retired. He spent, you know, 25 years of his life in the military and the Army. And the reason why I wanted to touch on the subject is because a lot of this stuff gets lost in in, uh, in transition so much. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it became, he started kneeling because he wanted to protest peacefully against, you know, the way my, minorities interacted with um, police officers in the country. And then people took it and turned it into something completely different. It started to become... That's disrespectful to, toward the troops. You know, all of a sudden, you know, and I and like I know there are people out here that genuinely, you know, have a special place in their heart for people that that die and fought for this country. Which, like I said, I'm one of those people. But from this perspective, you know, like I said, my grandfather served, my uncle served. But once they come here and they take that uniform off, how do you you don't know that? So they come here and they get treated the exact same way that they got treated before they ever went over there in the first place. So. My uncle, my grandfather is just another minority if they don't have that uniform on. So they interactions with the police or somebody else who's not a person of color may not always be ideal, which is why he was kneeling in the first place. So it's like, what troops is it that y'all are saying are being disrespected? You know what I'm saying? Who are y'all rallying for? You know, when y'all come up and say you disrespecting the troops because it's like. Do y'all only give you only give a damn about a certain group of troops, or do y'all give a damn about everybody that died or everybody that's currently fighting? Because you got to think about that. Because, like he said, he's a minority, and he looks a certain way, and he's currently 
you know, making that sacrifice. And he agrees with what the man is saying because he understands at any given point in time, he can be pulled over by the police and shit can go sour. They're not going to say, well, first, you know, I want to make sure you're not a, a, you know, a member of the military because if you are, I'm a, you know, I'm ahead of the situation. They're not going to ask you that. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't care about nothing. And, I, and I'm not here to knock cops because I got, I have police in my family. I grew up with a dude that me and him are tied to this day. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's a cop. So it's not all of them. You know what I'm saying? We know that it's not all of them. And I, and I really do hate the topic because it's just like, um, say I go out here and I commit a crime. I commit a crime. Well, I'm not a representation of everybody that's part of my car. You can't demonize my man sitting right here next to me because I went out and murdered somebody or because I went out and robbed somebody. Right, that's so a great point. So I, I don't look at uh, this one cop. He out here killing black people because he racist. And so it got to be all of them. That's not, and I think that's kind of what people think is because the, the media blows so much stuff out of proportion. And I can understand how you might get defensive. It's like, oh, they're trying to demonize all police. Because some people will do that just to try to push an agenda, which I don't agree with that either. So, like, I understand it from all sides. Like, but what people understand, people always say he should have picked a better time, a better place. But, like, if you go, you, you got to go back in history, man. Like, there's never a perfect time for somebody to protest. If protests were comfortable, we wouldn't even be where we are now and even having this conversation. Because we still would be fighting, trying to get... You know, some of these these issues resolved. Like, if, you know, Malcolm X would have never had the sit-ins or a lot of these people wouldn't have stood up and made a certain demographic uncomfortable 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. And people hated Malcolm X because of his position. I mean, um, Muhammad Ali, because of his disposition on, you know, I ain't fighting in the military because of my religious beliefs. And I, and I just don't agree with it. They, they hated the man. They, they crucified the man, put him in jail, and wanted to demonize him because of his stance. And now he glorified by everybody. Like, you know, we happy he took that stand. So it's just like, and I, I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick is Muhammad Ali. You know, obviously, he's not, in my opinion, he's not on that level. You're talking about one of the greatest of all time at what he did. But it's, it's kind of along the same lines, like, yeah, right now it look like what it looked like. But 20, 30 years from now, we're going to have a completely different conversation. And some of these people that took the stance that they took, which is against them, they're going to be feeling bad about some of the stuff that they were saying. And that that's that's kind of my position on it. Right, right. right. And you know what? Great, great, great point, man. I mean, I, I uh, you know, I, I I mean, I know a lot, of, a lot of you guys are friends on Facebook with me. I feel very strongly about a lot of things. Um and and I feel very strongly about a lot of things because my experiences have been different. I've I've experienced racism. I've experienced it, you know, um quite a bit. I'll be honest, I haven't experienced it as much lately, but I've experienced it. Um you know, um it, it's it, as far as like, you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and the kneeling goes, this this is what I tell a lot of people. Okay, so you you disagree with the kneeling. Okay. Whatever. Right. Um do you disagree with the kneeling enough to not acknowledge that in the United States of America there's an issue? And 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 do you um disagree with it enough to not feel um um, appalled enough to want to change, want to change the issue. Um, 
And and I and I'm the first person to tell you, um, I, I don't have an issue with law enforcement. I mean, uh, I, I mean at all, at all. I mean, you know, um, I mean, am I am I afraid when I get pulled over? Yeah, I'm afraid when I get pulled over. You know, I mean, because I I have experienced being racially profiled by police officers. I have before, and it's uncomfortable. It's it's, it's even more than uncomfortable. It's 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 scary for the simple fact that 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 um this person that anybody that puts on a uniform puts they have your life in their hands and not even just not even just a, a, an encounter with you but like when they when they go somewhere and you and you have an incident where you know there's something going on let's just say there's an active shooter that you, your life is in that police officer's hands to fix that. And, um, you know, and, and I, I do feel like more often than not, I, I do, I do feel like, yeah, they, 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 it is handled in the right way. But when it's, when it's, um, the not, it, it I mean, it is a big deal because it's, it's, a um, you know, because like I said, these people have your life, in your, in, in their hands. And, and when it's, when it's somebody that is supposed to protect and serve, that is, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. I mean, I mean, just think about it. I mean, you know, you know, that, that's, that's like a, that, and, and I'll put it on a lighter note. Cause I like to put things on lighter notes so people can kind of maybe get it in a different way. So, so, so you gotta, so, so your kids got coaches, right? Like you expect that coach since they are trained to become a coach, you expect them to, um, treat your kid in a certain type of way and to better and to better them as a athlete or player or whatever, you know, um, how would you feel if this coach for whatever reason looks at this player and everybody else is practicing. And then this player right here, you, you, they, you, your, your kid is sitting down, not practicing. They never practice. They never play, never had a chance to do anything. Right. I mean, it's because that coach has that player's um, opportunity in their hands. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the same thing, you know, and, and, and with, and, these these guys are kneeling, they're kneeling, you know, to to change things, to better things. I mean, there's 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 the the message is never negative. It's not negative. It's it's positive. And I, I guess the the biggest issue that I have with this whole situation is when you if it's positive, and then they're like, well, hey, just find another way, just find another way to speak. Yeah. And 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 growing up where I'm from and knowing what I know, I realize that, um, and I'm, I'm, excuse me, but I'm going to be very blunt here. Um, as, as an, as an African American, I realize the more that I speak up, the more that I talk about racism, the more that I talk about, um, you know, things that I've been through and, and to be blunt about things, the more I realize that, people 
start to get uncomfortable and they and and and, and they start to be upset about it because because as long as I say the right things, as long as I do the right things, then I'm okay. But when I say something that, 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 that when I, when I say something that's, that people dislike and, and that makes them uncomfortable, that's when, and I'm, 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 I'm going to use this and I, and I, I hate to use this, but it's real. I become a, um, I become an angry black man. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. that's the that's the messed up I part mean, about it, bro. Like, yeah. I, I give you um, what, uh, this is actually a coworker of mine, and, and he irritates me with a lot of stuff that we say. But I also take perspective into account. So there's no hard feelings when we dialogue. Like we still cool, even though he said a bunch of stuff that I don't agree with. We still cool. He said one time, this is one of his favorite quotes actually. Just because you are offended, don't mean that I was wrong. So I was like, you you swear by that that you know that that quote. How come you can't apply that same logic to this Colin Kaepernick situation? Amen. You are offended yeah. by what he did, but you never took the time out to say, okay, that was a little dramatic and extreme. Why Why would he go and do that? Because yeah. that's the thing. Like, if for somebody to go and do something like that, that, you know, knowing that that's going to piss off a lot of people, why would, why would somebody do that? They're not doing that for the sake of just being malicious. Like, something was placed on that person's heart. To, to go and especially when you thinking about foot the NFL in general, man, it's it's mainly conservative people that consume and that are just involved in all pretty much every owner in the NFL is that. So they know they were gonna piss off their employer. They knew they were gonna piss off the fan base. You know the the vast majority of the fan base. They but knew it meant, that, but know, it meant that much to them. So you know you and you never took into consideration that okay this is something that's obviously like really really it means something to this person. So let's sit down and have a conversation as to why they did it, what issues it was that they have a problem with, and figure out how we can rectify. It. But you know you you instantly just got defensive because you took it a certain way, which I just I feel like that's unfair because like you said it's like you know being a black person it's like you got things that you think are an issue, it's kind of like, yeah, you just just keep that to yourself because that makes people uncomfortable. But when it's on the other shoe, you know, when the shoe is, the shoe is on the other foot, it's like, I'm going to speak out with, with whatever it is, against whatever it is because I got the right to do that because, you know, the Constitution is always thrown out. Yeah. You know, just, you know, not to try to, you know, shine a negative light on somebody, but the co-worker, we, we work at the same place. The majority yeah. of the people that we work with are white. And they will say, I got the right to do this, or I got the right to say that. And freedom of speech gets thrown out quick. You know what I'm saying? Somebody is quick to say freedom mm-hmm. of speech, freedom of speech. I can say what I want. I can say what I want. It's not against the law. But that's essentially what he did, and everybody got a problem with it. And I just don't understand, like, even if you didn't agree with it, what, what's wrong with a healthy dialogue, I guess, is where I'm, kind of where I'm at. Like, we can sit down and have a conversation about it and leave with no hard feelings. You don't have to agree with what I'm saying. I don't have to agree with what you're saying. Like, that's the beautiful part about being in this country. Like, everybody got their own perspective. Everybody got their own opinion. And by law, we can do that. I can't be condemned for that, neither can you. I don't yeah, understand. Like, right. that's what's beautiful about it. And everybody takes something that's supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, a beautiful thing, and they just turn it into this, this huge negative. And then just, you know, just when we think we're making progress, now there's, there's another divide. Like you said, I don't want to be no angry, bitter black dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that person just because, like I told y'all earlier, I like to get around whoever and just have a good time and yeah. get it in. We, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to think about none of that. But I can't lie and act like 
it's always that way. Some there have been situations like social issues that'll come up, and I start feeling like that, and then I just kind of like, uh, you know, I, I kind of get reclusive and just like y'all don't even want to deal with nobody at this yeah, point because yeah, I don't want to say mm-hmm. something. Let me ask you. The, the, I, I got a couple questions before I forget it, and and just raise your hands. I mean, I know that the people out there can't see this. Um, how many people have ever had a um? How can I say this and a negative situation that involved law enforcement. Everybody raise their hand. Pretty much everybody. Okay. How, how many people's family have, um, have told them that, um, that to be able to coexist in this country, there's certain things that you can't say, and there's yep. certain things that you can't do. How many? Yep. How many family? Okay, so then my question to some of you out there is, which was I, 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 it was everybody that rose that, that raised their hand. So those two questions, I want all of you to ask yourself that question. I mean that's that's I mean that's a big deal. I mean that's a big deal. I mean and and that. That is a lot of pressure to to have on. I mean, and, that, and that's pressure that I know that I've lived with my whole life. And I'm sure a lot of these people have lived with their, their whole lives. I mean, we, I mean, I don't think anybody is saying that, that, that they, that they want a handout or some type of crazy treatment. I mean, we just, it's just one of those things to where we want to be able to, you know, I mean, I mean, we want to be able to always, have a good experience with law enforcement as long as we do what's right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And, 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 and not even just law enforcement, just, you know, I mean, just, just in general with each other. And I mean, we we're I mean, this, this whole movement, this whole protest is for, you know, the greater good of things. I mean, you know, it is, you have to, um, some of you are going to have to, look at something besides yourself to try to make it better. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you can't do that, then you'll never get this movement. Right. You'll never get it. You know? Um, and, and I, and I, I'm, I, you know, I talk too damn much, <laughs> you, you know, you know, they, they, they trying to do the wrap it up on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let my man get it in, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a strong, it's a strong topic. You know, I mean, just to speak on uh, you, you mentioned, you know, having a good relationship with law enforcement when we're doing the right thing. But even when we do the wrong thing, like speeding in, in your car is, shouldn't be a death sentence, you know, because just because you're you're black, you know, and it can be, you know, that that's that's a fact. Uh, my wife uh, no, personally knows three people that have been killed by the police, the police here locally. One of them being a young man down in Power and Light got shot in his back, had a had his iPhone, you know, well, and that was five years ago. Ryan, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, and then as far as the whole the whole kneeling thing goes, to the people that are offended by the kneeling, I ask you, would you be offended if he was protesting uh, the lenient sentences that's given out to child molesters? Or would you just be like, fuck those kids, you know, this is my song, you know, this is the anthem, you know, don't kneel during this time, find a better time. Because, you know, if you're 
just, I, the point. way that I type, the way I like to put things into perspective, I, I change them around to things that are important to me and things that I value. And if I can slide something that I value into that slot and say, okay, you know, maybe I was just tripping by being agitated by, by their, I don't see their side. Or am I like, is it an eye opening experience? Like, damn, you know, you know, I'm just on the wrong side of these things. And, you know, the kneeling, it's a, it's a harmless thing. Uh, they, they don't get paid to, uh, to listen to the national anthem. It only, it only started, it wasn't like 2009. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't see people up in arms about the NFL charging, uh, the, the military for that time. You know, they, they pay, they pay for that time. They pay for that advertisement. Trust me, I, I know. Like, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so you know, and, and nobody's up in arms about that. And the people that are up in arms, like, what are you doing? What are you doing for the veterans that you that you care about so much? You know, uh, you know, what, when you're having when you're watching games and the, and the national anthem is on, are you up in the edit attention or are you you know hanging out eating chips like the rest of us? You know, the the national anthem for me takes me back to my middle school days playing football. You know, that's that's what it means something to every something different to everybody. You know, people are so big on these absolutes and it's like, you know, you just gotta you just sometimes you just gotta look at things from another person's perspective. And, you know, I've had friends that are on the other side of this thing and you know, it's crazy and it's cool but it's also cool because we can have this dialogue and you know we can still walk away cool you know we may we still not may we still may not agree on each other's points but at least we're having that dialogue yeah and as long as we're having that dialogue i think it's good that yeah that's the yeah. most important thing yeah yeah no no i i, I agree i'm actually i actually want to i mean i'm gonna close my stuff because once i close I'm, I'm i'm gonna start drinking some beer y'all ain't gonna lie because there's some really there's, there's some really good things going on you know so um uh I, I i actually um you know got a lot of got a little bit of time at work if, if you're a supervisor at ford uh don't don't be don't be telling on me um you know <laughs> but um but i was watching something uh i was watching uh a little piece of uh the aretha franklin uh funeral which one of the greatest greatest entertainers and greatest performers of all greatest voices of all time by the way um there was there was a preacher on there that said something and and it uh i mean and it it upset me because i'm like you know you now you i guess you really have to dissect what people are saying i guess because i mean that that's what that's kind of what's happening so and, and i i don't remember exactly how it was said but i remember it was you know kind of said like this he was like um, he said, black lives cannot matter, will not matter, and won't matter until we stop killing each other. Well, I, I disagree. What, 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 let me, let me, let me explain why I disagree about this. So basically, you know, since you have to dissect what someone's saying is, so until a person that lives 5,000 miles away stops killing someone, my life doesn't matter. I mean, it's a, but it, but it's also a, 
it's also something that a lot of people feel right now. A lot of people feel like, well, if you if you guys are killing each other, then why are you worried about this person killing you? It, it, you know, and and don't get me wrong. I think it, I, I hate the fact that you know that that you know we are killing each other at an alarming rate, and it's awful. I also feel like, I also feel like the fact that, that, you know, that, that not all the time, sometimes we're, we're, we're being killed by other people and those people, whether it's law enforcement or not, are, are getting away with it. That, 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 that's an issue because, because, because think about it. How, how would you feel if, if your family member got killed by someone and that person got away with it, would you, would, would, would it be okay? Would it, would you, would you, would, would you, would you, would you, would you do everything in your power to try to try to put that person uh, to, to bring that person to justice? Now, now I'm not saying, I'm not saying that every black person that was killed by a police officer was unjustly killed by a police police officer because that that would be that would be an ignorant statement. I'm saying that and 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 it to me, to me it's not even just black. It's just anybody that is that is unjustly being killed and somebody gets away with it it's wrong. Any way you slice it. I don't care who it is. Um yeah, I mean that's that's just that's my take. That's the way that's the, the way that I feel. And, and, and I always encourage everyone out there, everyone here, if you disagree or even if you agree with me, sit down and have a conversation with me and sit down and have a conversation with, with one of these guys here or, or really anybody. You know, I mean, I mean, the, the, the dialogue, the conversation and Ruben, maybe we need to do one to where to where we we invite we invite other races to have a conversation about this because I think I mean this is great this is healthy but I but I think the dialogue man would be great like a town hall meeting would be amazing I think I I think because I think you know um but I also think I mean you know and don't be scared to say your opinion it's your opinion you know I mean just 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 keep in mind that that somebody may disagree with you and and somebody might you know and and be open minded Yeah, 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 and 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 and, and that's yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, you, you should never be crucified for your opinion, as as long as it doesn't harm someone else. Or, or and I also I feel like this: as long as you can be open minded, who whoever you are, be open minded because because I mean, there's a lot. Of, I've had a lot of conversations with people, and I'm like, man, I'm maybe you know that you know I get it. I, I I I get it, and I've had some conversations with some people. Like, you know what, uh, player, you need to you need to go ahead and go into somebody's rock or something, you know. But it's but that's just that's just that's the nature of the beast. I mean, it's America. You have the right to say and do whatever you want. All I ask is that you that you give me that same right. That's that's all everybody's really asking. Give us the same right. You know, I respect you. Just respect me. And that's what it is, Reuven. Thank you, man, for doing this, man. This, this is this was important. I mean, even the fun, silly stuff we did before. 
it, it's all important, man. We appreciate you coming, man, and you know, drinking up all our beer and shit. You know, <laughs> being 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 a, being a badass house guest. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, putting your feet on my damn couch. No, I'm just playing. No, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Awesome, man. And we just turned into a pumpkin. We're out, man. Peace, man.